Christmas number one rewind, a podcast charting every Christmas number one chart battle ever with Tom Eames. It's Christmas! Welcome to part 5 of Christmas number 1 Rewind. Last time we delved into the oddities of the 1980s where one hit wonders and charity records ruled the roost. Now we look back at the 1990s, the decade of hip hop, Brit pop and teen pop. Moving into a new decade but the Christmas number 1 race remained a trophy. Back in 1971, the Carpenters' ballad Merry Christmas Darling only reached number 45, but a re-release as a double A side with Close to You got to number 25 in 1990. Shaken Stevens gave it another go after his 1985 triumph, but the greatest Christmas of them all only made number 19 this time around. Thanks to Jive Bunny the year before, the Mega Mix became the new popular toy for the charts. One such mix was the Grease Mega Mix, and it was a Christmas number five. The Righteous Brothers had a new lease of life when Unchained Melody was reissued earlier in the year after its famous using Ghost, and it reached number one in November. This led to a reissue of You've Lost That Love and Feeling 2, which was number three at Christmas. Vanilla Ice had one of the biggest hits of 1990 with his under pressure sampling Ice Ice Baby, and that was the runner up of 1990. But signalling his intent to remain a chart king and be forever associated with Christmas from then on, Sir Cliff Richard managed it again. This time, Saviour's Day, which featured a video of Cliff on a cliff, was the winner, meaning he was involved in three Christmas number ones in a row after Mistletoe and Wine and Band Day 2. It was also his third solo Christmas number one. Many have come from the valleys, 
few Christmassy releases in 1991 was the reissue of the anti-war version of Silent Night from Simon and Garfunkel, but it only reached number 30 that year. In Chicago, Richard Speck, accused murderer of nine student nurses, was brought before a grand jury today for indictment. The nurses were found stabbed and strangled in their Chicago apartment. In Washington, 
Washington, the atmosphere was tense today as a special subcommittee of the House Committee on Un-American Not much going on at the top end, but there was George Michael and Elton John with their live duet of Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. After the pair had sang it during Live Aid in 1985 and again at a 91 concert, the duo scored a number one in December and it was the Christmas number three. Diana Ross returned to the charts with When You Tell Me That You Love Me, a song she'd take to number two in 2005 with Westlife, and it was the runner-up in 1991. Freddie Mercury passed away in 1991, just two months after the release of Queen's latest single, These Are The Days Of Our Lives. Written by Roger Taylor about looking back at one's life, it was a poignant final track, particularly as it featured a heartbreaking video of an ailing Freddie in one final moving performance. After his death, it was re-released as part of a double A side with the 1975 Christmas number one, Bohemian Rhapsody. This tribute became the winner of the 1991 Christmas race, giving Bohemian Rhapsody the unique prize of being Christmas number one on two occasions. Sometimes I get to feel I was back in the old days long ago When we were kids, when we were young Things seemed so perfect, you know The days were endless, we were crazy, we were young was always shining we just live for fun sometimes it seems like lately i just don't know the rest of my life's been just a show those were the days of our lives bad things in life were so few
Christmas race wasn't exactly setting the charts alight in the early 90s in the same way that previous decades did, and there was quite frankly a complete lack of Christmas spirit in 92. The Megamix craze was still going strong though, with the Boney M medley climbing to number 7. Former number one, one hit wonders Charles and Eddie were at number three with Would I Lie to You. And Michael Jackson finished in second place with Heal the World. But it was Whitney Houston's ultimate power ballad, I Will Always Love You, which sold by the absolute bucket load in 92, from her movie The Bodyguard, at number one. Whitney was originally going to record a cover of Jimmy Ruffin's What Becomes of the Broken Hearted as the lead single from the soundtrack, but when it was discovered that it was also going to be used for the film Fried Green Tomatoes, Whitney requested a different song. It was her co-star Kevin Costner who suggested I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton, playing her Linda Ronstadt's 1975 version. The song was number one in the UK for 10 weeks and 14 weeks in the US, and it was also the best-selling single in the UK for 92, and it remains one of the best-selling singles of all time worldwide, with sales of over 20 million copies. If I should stay I would only be in your way So I'll go But I know I'll think of you every step of 
1993 brought back some of the Christmas number one magic of yesteryear. The closest we got to Christmas songs was a re-release of Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Power of Love at number 10. And Dina Carroll's The Perfect Year at 7. Reggae had a comeback in the early to mid-90s and a future number one from Chakadimas and Pliers, their version of Twist and Shout, was at number three. But the big battle of 93 came down to two heavyweights. In one corner was the biggest boy band the UK had seen since the Beatles, Take That, with the ballad Babe. In the other corner was the ultimate novelty record by a bloke dressed head to toe in a multicoloured rubber suit with wonky eyes. In the end, Take That lost and finished at number two. Noel Edmonds had struck it big with his Saturday night TV show Noel's House Party, largely because of the bonkers character, Mr Blobby. Blobby's self-titled song had already been number one earlier in December, before Take That toppled him. However, in classic Christmas number one fashion, Blobby somehow fought back and overturned Take That to be the surprise winner of 93. It has since been repeatedly named as one of the worst songs ever made. You be the judge.
Mr Blobby's victory must have reignited the Christmas number one race for 94 as the battle was tight as ever with some actual Christmas songs thrown in for good measure. For the novelty factor, the kids had the Power Rangers and Zig and Zag to choose from. They finished at 9 and 8 respectively. Bon Jovi released a cover of Please Come Home for Christmas, finishing at number 11. Boyzone's debut single was released for Christmas, and their cover of Love Me For A Reason by the Osmonds was at number four. Oasis were fast becoming the biggest band around, and they went for the big prize by releasing new song Whatever that week, and it landed straight in at number three for Christmas. Battle for the Top was between a Christmas classic and a much-loved pop ballad. In the end, despite it going on to be a regular occurrence in Christmas charts to come, and potentially becoming the world's favourite Christmas song, Mariah Carey's All I Want For Christmas Is You finished in second place in 94. Recorded for her Merry Christmas album and using a Phil Spector 60s-esque sound, it has since sold over 16 million copies worldwide and is the best-selling single by a female artist and one of the best-selling singles of all time. But Mariah had to suffer the same fate as Wham and the Pogues before her by having to settle for number two. I don't want a lot for Christmas
She was beaten by one of the leading boy bands of the time, E17. The Bad Boys of Pop achieved what rivals Take That couldn't the previous year and clung on to number one with ballad Stay Another Day. The song was written by the band's lead singer Tony Mortimer and is about his brother Ollie who had recently died. Christmas bells were added to the song to appeal to the lucrative Christmas singles market and it worked. Despite not being about Christmas, it is still considered a Christmas favourite in the UK to this day. You know we've come too far now Just to go and try to throw it all away Thought I heard you say you love me That your love was gonna be here to stay Just begun to know you All I can say is won't you stay Just one more day Touch your face while you are sleeping And hold your hand, don't understand what's going on Good times we had return to haunt me Though it's for you, all that I do seems to be wrong
The 95 battle, while exciting in its own way, lost the festiveness of the previous year, a sign of things to come. Lower down the charts and Noel Edmonds and Mr Blobby attempted to get a second number one, but Christmas in Blobbyland finished at number 39. It's Christmas Eve, Mr Blobby. Have you hung up your stocking? No. Have you left out a mince pie and some milk? No. And some carrots for the reindeer too. Well done. And have you sent your letter to Santa? Don't worry, I posted it for you. Go on then. Wickfield covered Wham's Last Christmas, but it only reached number 31. Tony Mortimer, fresh off his success from the previous year, wrote a new song that served as a charity record raising money for Childline. Dubbed the Childliners and featuring 90s pop favourites E17, the Backstreet Boys, Boyzone, Danny Minogue, Let Loose, m Michelle Gale, Peter Andre, Sean Maguire and Ultimate Chaos among others, The Gift of Christmas didn't quite do a band-aid and finished at number 11. The three surviving Beatles produced the first new single featuring the vocals of John Lennon in decades. Free as a Bird, however, fell to number eight in Christmas week, stopping them from gaining a fifth festive chart topper. Boyzone tried again, this time with their cover of Father and Son, and it was at number three. It's not time to make a change. Just relax, take it easy. You're still young, that's your fault. There's so much you have to know. Find a girl, settle down. If you want, you'll get married. Look at me, I am old, but I'm happy. While the Oasis original was at number 7, the 60s sounding cover from the Mike Flowers pops of Wonderwall was the big challenger in 95. In the end, probably to the Gallagher brothers' delight, the easy listening parody finished as the runner-up. There are many things that I would like to say to you, but I don't know how. Maybe. Are you gonna be the one that saves me? And after all, you're my wonder wall. It was beaten by the then current number one, Earth Song from Michael Jackson. Written by Jackson, the socially conscious track saw the King of Pop issuing a wake-up call about the dire situations that mankind has caused, from war to devastation to animals and the earth itself. It was Jackson's best-selling single in the UK, staying at number one for six weeks in total, including the Christmas number one spot. What about sunrise? What about rain? What about all things that 
that you said we were to gain what about killing fears is there a time what about all the things that you said was yours and mine did you ever stop to notice all the blood we've shed before did you ever stop this notice this crying earth is weeping
In what will be the general routine for years to come, 96 was bereft of Christmas tunes and big contenders, probably because it was clear who was going to win from the outset. Unless, of course, you count Your Christmas Wish by the Smurfs, which was at number 13 in Christmas week. The main challenger that year went to Madonna with her turn as Eva Peron from the movie version of Evita with Don't Cry For Me Argentina, a new entry in number three. Don't cry for me Argentina, the truth is I never left you, all through my wild days, my mad existence, I kept my promise, don't keep your distance. A charity record finished runner-up in 96, and it was also a former number one. The Dunblane tragedy shot the nation, and a cover of Bob Dylan's Knocking on Heaven's Door, performed by Children of the Village, Ted Christopher and Mark Knopfler, finished at number two for Christmas. But 1996 was the year of girl power and the Spice Girls. In a short space of time, the Five Spices took over the world. Their third single, To Become One, was co-written by the Spice Girls along with partners Richard Stannard and Matthew Rowe. As the group were writing the song, they realised it was a bit too slushy, so it was decided to address the importance of contraception within the lyrics. The song was inspired by the special relationship that was developing between Jerry Halliwell and Rowe at the time, and To Become One became their third number one in a row, completing their impressive debut year.
one Christmas song we had in 97 was way down at number 36, I Want an Alien for Christmas by Fountains of Wayne. I want an alien for Christmas, bring me an alien this year. I want a little green guy about three feet high, with 17 eyes who knows how to fly. I want an alien for Christmas this year. Not much action going on in 97, so zooming straight into the top three and a previous number one was a Children in Need single featuring an incredibly varied list of artists, including Tom Jones, David Bowie, Elton John, Gabrielle and Boyzone. The BBC showcase struck a chord with the record-buying public, and the cover of Lou Reed's Perfect Day was at number three. Just a perfect day Feed animals in the zoo Then later a movie too And then home Oh, it's such a perfect day Similar to 93 in Mr Blobby vs Take That, 97 was a battle between Pop's biggest stars of the time versus a non-human act. However this time, even the might of the Teletubbies, already a huge number one success, couldn't quite hold on, and they finished at number two with Teletubbies Say A-O. But it was the Spice Girls again who scored their second Christmas number one in a row. Taken from their Spice World film and written and recorded during a hectic schedule while shooting the movie, Too Much became their sixth straight number one. Love is blind as far as the eye can see. Of now. 
Kicking off the top 10 for Christmas 98 was the latest big TV sensation Jane McDonald. The cruise ship entertainer landed at number 10 with Cruise Into Christmas. Bewitched were in a long line of new girl groups that appeared after the Spice Girls' success and their third number one in a row, To You I Belong, was a little bit Christmassy and it was at number five. Made for Children in Need, the big breakfast duo of Denise Van Alten and Johnny Vaughan released a cover of Carly and Jason's Especially For You, ten years after the original was the runner-up in the Christmas race. This version hit number three. But it was a race between a cartoon character and girl power again for 98. It ended up being one of the closest battles of all time, and in the end Chef from South Park had to settle for second place, narrowly missing out by just 5,000 copies, which was hardly anything back then. The vocals from soul legend Isaac Hayes, Chocolate Salty Balls did hit number one the week after. Say everybody have seen my balls, they're big and salty and brown. If you ever need a quick, pick me up, just stick my balls in your mouth. Suck on my chocolate salted balls Stick them in your mouth and suck them Suck on my chocolate salted balls They're packed full of vitamins and good for you So suck on my balls 
And so it was the Spice Girls again at the top of the pile, cementing their place in Christmas folklore and equaling the Beatles record of three Christmas number ones in a row. This time they achieved the feat with the ballad Goodbye, the first song released after Jerry Halliwell left the group. You can be 
So with no Spice Girls around with a new single in Christmas 99, it opened the field for a new winner, and the 99 battle was one of the most exciting fights in many years. Saying that, the Spice Girls were involved in a largely forgotten charity record that year. Raising Money for Children's Promise, a cover of the Rolling Stones' It's Only Rock and Roll and featuring Keith Richards and Mick Jagger, alongside a downright bonkers list of artists including the Spice Girls, Bon Jovi, Kid Rock, Mary J. Blige, Stereophonics, Jamiroquai, Ozzy Osbourne, Lionel Richie, Robin Williams, Iggy Pop, Annie Lennox, Status Quo and many others, and despite all that, it only reached number 19. That year, Tom Jones had a big comeback with his duets album Reload, and that included a version of Baby It's Cold Outside with Keris Matthews. It had charted earlier in December and was down to number 31 by Christmas week. I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been. Been hoping that you drop so it. very nice. I'll hold your hands. Just like My mother ice. will start to worry Beautiful, watch your heart father will be pacing the floor Listen to that fireplace so really I'd better scurry Oh, beautiful, please don't hurry Or maybe just a half Why a Why don't you put some records on while I pour there were lots of new singles released that week, including attempts by Steps and S Club 7, but also another South Park offering. This time it was Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo, which hit number 8. Mr. Hanky the Christmas Poo, small and brown, he comes from you. Sit on the toilet, here he comes, squeezing tween your festive buns. A present from down below, spreading joy with a howdy ho. He's seen the love inside of you, cause he's a piece of poo. The surprise alternative effort that year came from the little-known Cuban boys, with a remix of the popular website craze and early internet meme of sorts, The Hamster Dance, or its actual title, Cognoscenti vs Intelligentsia. After being championed by John Peel, it finished at number 4. As the world neared the new millennium, there were big efforts to claim the coveted last number one of the year, decade, century and millennium. One effort was the re-release of John Lennon's Imagine, and it landed at number three. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday. So the battle went to the wire between the titan of Christmas against the country's brand new biggest boy band. Despite not getting any airplay by radio stations, Sir Cliff Richard surprised everyone and had yet another comeback, getting to number one in early December with the Millennium Prayer, which featured the words of the Lord's Prayer to the tune of Old Lang Syne. In the end, after three weeks at the top, Cliff had to make do of second place. Perhaps he released it too soon. Our Father, who art in heaven, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. 
was beaten by the new kings of boy band pop, Westlife. They had already had three number ones earlier that year, and they finished their chart domination with the biggest prize of all. They won the race with cover versions of Terry Jack's Seasons in the Sun and Abba's I Have a Dream, the latter of which was the runner-up 20 years previously. I have a dream, a song to sing, to help me with anything If you see the wonder Of the fairy tale You can take the future Even if you fail I believe in angels Something good
So as the 90s and the 20th century came to a close, while Christmas number ones were far less Christmassy and may have lost a lot of their silly vibe from previous years, the trophy was still clearly important as the biggest pop stars of the time were fighting for it each year, and there was still a hint of novelty weirdness here and there. Join me next time for the sixth episode as we look back to the 2000s when the race became threatened by Simon Cowell. Thank you.